And then I got a hot pink cake for my birthday. And then she came and she's like, don't you just like love it? And I was like, oh, so much. It's a girl, I guess, huh? <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. My name's Adam. I'm Lewis, and I'm not gonna laugh today. We've just been giggling for like 20 <laughs> minutes already, so. Oh, how you doing today? Dandy. I went out for like the first time in three weeks, and yeah. it's a rough morning. I hate losing the day. You you lose the entire next day, like sleeping till noon or some shit, and I just hate that. The FOMO. I know, got too Coming many, out again. Got too many things that I want to do in the world. <laughs> we'll survive, I guess. We'll survive. But I do have an update on the Kardashians. Oh God! All right. I'm excited. I'll say that went to the after the final one because it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Lewis saves his uh, Kardashians update. We've got just a, <laughs> a couple fun topics. So one of them, CW's out here just always putting some queer representation in all of their shows, which is awesome. They have uh, a, a new show that is coming out called Glamorous. I haven't heard anything oh. about this just from, it says it's a drama, but from reading the little bit about it that I did, it kind of sounds like it might be like an ugly bitty, not the comedy, but yeah. it's, it's a uh, recent high school graduate who starts interning at a cosmetics company. Okay. And so the lead actor, Ben J. Pierce is gender nonconforming recent high school graduate. So okay. at first at first reading this article, I thought that the the actor was non-binary, but it looks like the just the character, the protagonist is gender nonconforming. So mm -hmm. this is this is a YouTuber that has done there's a song, Rendezvous, I believe. <gasps> I love him. Yeah, so Miss Miss Benny. Miss Benny. Yeah, so is that like a YouTube pseudonym, but his... Okay, so from what I understand of it, because okay. I, I just got it from... I learned that song from a music blog, but I guess they... I, see, that's the thing. I don't know if it's... I don't know their pronouns, so it's, I'm just going to say they. Uh, were They were a YouTuber, and they did music, and then Rendezvous came out, and oh my God, I have been obsessed with that song. It is so fucking good, and the yeah. video is super cute, too. It's so good. I'm going to put it in the playlist this week, which, by the way, I did update the playlist this week, but there's <laughs> songs in there, but I just didn't post it, but we'll just... I'll add all these songs this week, because I... Rendezvous is so good. Nice. We're professional. We're really mm -hmm. good at social media. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it's, it's another show by the CW. Uh, so you know, they we, we talked a week or two ago about the, the their first trans superhero. Yeah. So they're they're doing a really awesome job, I think, with the queer representation. Oh my god, did you see all those like the? Because I think it was the the Miss Marvel premiere this week. And did you see all the all the like pictures of the little girls with Brie Larson? No. Oh my god, they're so pretty. Like they're so cute. And then there's just this one of her it's just from behind she's in her ball gown whatever and she's looking up at the poster mm -hmm. of the big miss marvel poster and it's just it's so beautiful and so that's just like a moment for women right now yeah. so hey ladies get that representation and then and then like and they and they kept like collecting different uh like stuff from the, like, different movies and like women and girls and like how their characters because there was the star wars movies they showed one with ray mm -hmm. and then of course all the black panther girls so all of it's just, I'm just really happy for that moment too. Speaking of like superheroes and representation. Hey ladies, we see you. You're doing awesome. You're all superheroes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's been a lot more representation in the media lately and some people are not happy about it. That'll take us into our, I was going to say, here we go. Our next topic, 1 million moms. They're just always out here with their bullshit. So there's two <laughs> ads. Yeah, there's two ads out right now with gay couples, Cottonelle and Walmart. And they're both very innocent commercials. They're very G. There's no like hand holding. There's no kissing. There's nothing. It's just a gay couple. Like the Walmart one uh, is it's a little uh, cheesy, but they're going on a date to Walmart grocery shopping, like a blind date. Uh, so a little cheesy, but it's cute. And then um, the Cottonelle one, you know, is, is just featuring a, a gay couple living their life. Uh, toilet paper ad and One Million Moms is just pissed pissed at everyone for pushing their gay agenda and as usual twitter just screaming about how they're breaking up with Cottonelle after 20 plus years and 
kind of was just responding like, thanks for reaching out. Sorry about it. Bye. Warmest regards, which is it's it's in their one of their tweets. No matter a person's orientation, gender or anything else, being clean impacts everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. One million moms just out here always trying to to get pissed about gay representation. They see us on TV. They don't want to see us anywhere. So that's why these movies and these shows matter. Everyone is sitting there on their forums complaining about Oh, why does everybody got to be gay? Why is everybody... Uh, because we haven't had this in, I don't know, history ever. Right. I mean, it. I understand, you know, people, they want their companies and everyone to stay, quote unquote, neutral. But it, th- there's nothing about these ads yeah. that is, is not okay. neutral. They're not pushing a gay agenda or trying to make everyone start supporting queer lifestyle or anything like that. It's just... Hey, this is people in the world that use our products also. So they'll go start using, you know, well, not Walmart brand, obviously, some other generic oh, brand. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, what's worse at this point? <laughs> <laughs> right, we can't say what's worse to Walmart brand when we're sitting here, like praising them for their gay ad. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I can say what I good want. Good job, Walmart. See, I know. Here I, here I am. It's fine. We prefer and, Target. And, and, we and, like I, well, and the thing is, yeah, sorry, I have a brand deal. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a red as, card. As if sorry I have it. Yeah, sorry about it. I have. I'm saving that five percent. Got my cartwheel out here. Come on, <laughs> come on, Walmart, get up. So the, the last article, which this was, this is just kind of a, a silly article, and we've been we've been talking about Game of Thrones a little bit lately because that's what I've been catching up on, and the last eighth and final seasons coming out what next month? Yes. And so uh, Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams, that's her name, right? Maisie, that's how you say it. Or is it Maisie? Aria and Sansa, the two Stark girls. Uh, It was just a little article by Pink News (laughs) talking about their silly relationship. They're like best friends in real life. They're so cute. I fucking love them. They are. They're adorable, but they apparently one of their favorite things to do is to make everyone uncomfortable during a scene. (laughs) And so they they talked about how they try to sneak a kiss (laughs) into every scene that they're filming together. I t- maybe this is people have heard this before, but I just thought it was so fucking funny. It's I mean, it's it's a combination of them just trying to make sure everyone's paying attention. But they also they're just such best friends and they just love each other so much. And uh, Sophie Turner talks about how obsessed with uh, with Maisie she is and how she stalks her hashtag on Instagram. And she she apparently really wants Sansa to be bisexual. She what does she say? In the Game of Thrones universe, I think she's going to have to swing the other way because the men thing isn't working for, for yeah, her. It's not, not true. Like, she's having a hard time with men out here. But I, this, this, I mean, for Game of Thrones, this isn't that weird. But she said she really wants a love scene between Arya and Sansa. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, OK. I mean, at this point, incest isn't that that wild of a card for Game of Thrones. I was going to say, it's already been played. <laughs> so I might as well just put the whole royal flesh out, I guess, huh? Right. Jesus. I didn't know this. Maisie Williams, the actress that plays Sansa, she apparently doesn't label her her sexuality. Uh It's not that she talks really about her sexuality or gender preferences at all, but she she just says she falls in love with personalities and not people or genders. And this I loved this quote because this is how I feel. And I've never really known how to to say it in a more elegant way. Uh, She said, I have no problems with anyone who want to be labeled, but I also think that it's no one's business. Do what you want. So she was just recognizing that, you know, some people need labels and that's totally fine. They're just not for her. Well, so Sophie Turner out here helping me be more eloquent, I guess. That was Maisie Williams. Oh, Maisie Williams. Sorry. I was listening. (laughs) I got lost. (laughs) I got lost. (laughs) Fragile. Yeah, I thought that was a a nice way to put that because I've never known how to describe that myself because I don't like labels either. I, I don't need them. I don't like them, but I don't care that other people you know, feel the need for labels. And and I've had the conflict because I feel like today more and more labels are being created and I haven't understood that. But I mean, that makes perfect sense. Some people need those. Y'all know how I feel. <laughs> I walked that line. I was, I was just having this conversation with a friend too. And I was like, he's like, what do you, then what do you identify as then? And I was like, do I have to identify as anything? He's right. like, that's a good question. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what if I had to? And then we got in this whole long spiel about it. And uh, speaking of Sophie Turner, have we all listened to that new Jonas Brothers song, <laughs> by the way? I love it. 
It's so good. And she's in the video. She looks amazing. I fucking love her so much. And I like forgot she's getting married to the to the middle one. Joe. Joe. Is that the middle one? I don't know. All right. Well, what was your what was your big uh Kardashian? Oh my god. So recap. Kardashian update. Because <laughs> I know you guys are so into just it. Been waiting with bated breath. Well, again, I don't understand everything. This is just a this is just a disclaimer. I don't understand, and I may have only watched half of what I'm going to talk about. Um, so I guess that girl Jordan, she is friends with uh, Will Smith and his whole Weird. family. Interesting. So Jada has a song has a song has a show called uh, The Red Table mm-hmm. on I Facebook. Guess. Oh, okay. So this is a known thing. Yeah, it's it's oh, okay. it's the whole uh, right. generation, like the the grandmother Jada, and then the daughter Willow. Oh, Willow, mm. Willow, Willow, Willow. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I did not know that this was a thing. <laughs> so the red table's happening, and then she took it upon herself because they're great friends. I guess the father of Jordan used to do like sound or something on the Fresh Prince, so that's how she knew Will. Ah. And so they've all grown up together, whatever. Dad, I guess, died. Um, so Will's kind of like taken her in and made her like a very close family member. So whatever. Jada's like, I'm going to have her tell her story. So she brings her on the table, on the red table, and they have a whole interview. Now, I don't know if Chris Jenner okayed this. I have no idea. But she's just like... Uh, I made mistakes. I didn't have, I didn't sleep with that man. I didn't kiss him. I might've accidentally put my legs over his legs and it kind of looks like we're sitting on laps, but we're not. I was sitting on the arm, on the arm of the chair. And then she said that he kissed her. So they did, they did kiss, but she said that he kissed her and it didn't, it wasn't like a romantic thing. It was just like, you know, a thing that just kind of like happens. And so uh, Jordan is just spouting off being like, I'm I, I may I shouldn't have been there, but I also don't feel like I should be treated like this. So she's trying to, like, make amends. And then I guess Khloe Kardashian came in and she was like, oh, because Jada asked her, she was like, oh, or do you think that you ruin Khloe's uh, family or her marriage or whatever? And she's like, no, there's other things. And then I guess Khloe came out hot oh boy. and was like, no, you ruined my family. Oh, God. So I didn't I didn't read that article. I just saw that she said that. But I'm also just like, do I need to read more into that? Like she just she said she said what she said. And that was it. So that's your Kardashian update for far as I know, as of (laughs) Sunday, March. What is it? Third. (laughs) Lord. So if more updates come, I will keep bringing them to you as they come. Please don't. For some reason, I'm invested. <laughs> I am invested. This is just a keeping up with Jordan. I don't know why I love it, but it's, I'm just really invested in this story. Everything else, fuck it. This story, I'm sold. Next week, we're going to have suddenly like a, a beef between the, the Smiths and the Kardashians. Well, that was everywhere. The, that was the thing. And then Jada, like the way Jada in- introduced that whole segment, she was like, and now this involves three families, the Kardashians, Jordan's family, and the Smiths. I was like, why are you putting yourself in the middle <laughs> right. of Right, why are you why are you who, involving your family? Stop who it. Who invited you? Yeah, who invited you and why would you want your name to be a part of this? You have wildly successful like family members. She's all about all that like subtle good. drama, I think. I do too, and I'm like, but I was also like, all right, Jada, I see you. Fucking I want to see I want to see if she could take on take on the Kardashian empire. Oh god. I want to see if she's going to take it down. Lord. Let's go, Jade. I got your back, girl. Oh, you know God. I love these updates. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if, where to go from this. <laughs> I was going to say, but if any of you guys know anything else, you can please feel free to <laughs> tell me about it. I would love to hear your discussions. I will write them down and bring them to the update. Insider <laughs> news here. I'm just going to start seeing some like Twitter conversations <laughs> popping up. What is happening? Okay. All right. It's, it's me. Lewis, it's just Lewis me. is out here talking about the Kardashians again. No worries. I just want to talk about the Kardashians because I have no, I don't understand it. So I want to understand it. <laughs> And yeah, I don't, I don't know how to segue into our topic except like you know just, speaking yep. of being speaking of being dramatic, <laughs> dive into it. <laughs> Moving on to our actual topic today, we're going to talk about being out in the workplace and everything that comes hey. along with that. Yeah, because I mean, because being out is just being at work is already terrifying enough. Being at work is already horrifying. Yeah, it's already it's hard the enough. Worst. God, and then then you're gonna make me be myself. God, we, we talked about it a little bit. You don't feel like you've had to come out at work, right? Oh, no. I, I just I open my mouth. Everyone knows it, there's it's the, it's the clear giveaway. I just have to start speaking. Has there ever been a job where you felt like I had to do that? No, 
Well, not even felt nice. like you had to do it. Just felt like people didn't know, or maybe it had to be clarified. Or... Uh, no, I will say no, just because I think I present myself and handle myself in a very quote unquote gay manner. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is from what I've heard. <laughs> I don't know. It's just me walking around in my like crop sweaters and like oh, that's fair other, enough. You know, everyone just doesn't. And but the thing is, like, everyone's also afraid of me, so they also don't want to fuck with that. So I'm like. <laughs> even if we're nice. questioning we don't we don't care i don't want to broach it yeah well that's the thing like nobody's gonna ask me i mean i no i think i was asked like twice like what they're like well obviously you're like not straight but like why i thought i was ah was that so it's like that moment how recent was that um i want to say not five years ago well how long have i been teaching like seven six seven years i would say around second year into teaching because like first year nobody really I didn't really make too many friends. I was kind of just like, oh, cool. We just there. And then I became a lead teacher. Mm -hmm. So I had to become friends with everyone there. So then I think we all started hanging out and like being friends. And I was like drafted into like the the cool kids club at work. (laughs) So then we all started talking more. And this was like pre me ever painting my nails, which are looking jank right now. And I didn't have, I had my natural black hair. Mm -hmm. So those were my. So if I did, I didn't have colored hair back then. So it's like, hello, there's no identifiers. It's such a, a broad topic to to cover because there's so many different there's so many different work environments. There's so many different cultures, and yeah. so I, for example, this is my first corporate gig. Uh, it's the first time I've worked for a large company, a large corporation. This, you know, overall the company has like ten thousand employees. Mine directly has my department has two hundred. I guess my team's only like ten or twelve. Before this, I just worked at smaller agencies, which was, you know, between five and eight people total. I've never, quote unquote, came out in a workplace. It's just either assumed or not talked about. I'm never a person to talk about my my personal life at work at all. I'm just not a very open person. I come in, I do my job and I go home. Shocker. Right. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Who's shocked here? Raise your hand. Right. And, and, and no one really... No one really pries or asks questions. I mean, currently there's there's a lot of personal life talk between some of my coworkers just because of their their children and their families. So I think people know that I don't I don't divulge anything about my personal life. So it's just never broached. Uh, it was just one time the guy that sits next to me, one of the girls was they were talking about his girlfriend and she turned to me and she was like, what about you? I was like, what about me? And she just. <laughs> Kind of like Jesus. blinked at me and she was like, are you dating anyone? I was like, no. Turned back to my computer. God, like, you're okay. a blast at work. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do socialize and I talk to them. I just, the answer was no. So <laughs> move on. I don't know. I don't, there's no need for me I was coloring, to, okay, leave me I alone. I was coloring. That's so, like, that's such a weird thing for me because like you do the corporate and like that kind of world and mine is like very much a collaborative like i have to talk to people on the daily whether right. it's students adult their parents my bosses my coworkers. like we all and i think the last two jobs that i've had like you kind of just become like a tiny family so like everyone mm-hmm. knows everyone's business even if you don't want it to you always have to pick and choose what you're gonna say to somebody that's outside of your like inner inner circle which is right. usually like the people in your classroom And, like, I was lucky enough to bring my friends from my old job to the new job. So, like, I had my, like, squad already. Mm -hmm. But then, like, obviously I made friends. Yeah, it was – it's – I've been lucky. And then I made friends at this new job. So you always got to choose, like, what you say, where you say it, who's going to say it because it that shit travels. Oh, yeah. That shit travels. Your life travels around the whole tiny building that you're in. Oh, yeah. So I'll I'll compare the kind of two like my last job I it it was more of a family I mean again it was only like six six of us and mm-hmm. most of them had worked there for years or whatever and spent a lot of time together a lot of the coworkers were were friends outside of work I got the job from my roommate so I mean we mm-hmm. we lived together worked together and she had worked there for what, five years since the company had opened. And the director at that company was very, she's a very boisterous uh, woman. She's very loud. And she, they all knew I was gay. I assume just from previous conversations when Paloma would talk about me. I mean, it's not like, I don't think she came in hot one day, like my gay roommate. I'm sure she would talk about, you know, going out to some of the gay bars with me or whatever. And and they are all familiar with which bars what. And that director is 
very ingrained or or was very ingrained in the gay community. Uh, she, I mean, she was in the Pride Parade at once. She's very into RuPaul and, and just gay culture in general. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was there was one day she, she was asking me about something gay culture related. And I was just looking at her and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she was just like, are you are you even gay? <laughs> it didn't affect me at all. I was just like, not really. But my roommate at the time and, and friend, she was like, you can't say that. She was like, just because we don't have HR and this is a small company. She was like, you can't say things like that. You need to like get it out of your system now. You're never, you're like going to get sued one day. <laughs> That's like going to be the next topics that I'm going to get into. Like <laughs> well, and then, but the thing is like those comments, like if it's between friends, like yeah. obviously, or like you guys are like close. Like I said, it's like a close knit area and you guys know each other in it that was like friendly terms like, yeah i make that joke all the time right like are we even gay like, <laughs> you are surprise bitch right and that that's been issues with uh my my now roommate his he works at a a company that is similar it's it's very small i think maybe like 10 12 employees and he's had to have conversations with the director because she she's made a few comments that weren't necessarily offensive or rude or anything, but as a director of an agency and not his friend, like they're not friends. She's she's not a warm person, but the whole office has a little too loose of lips with their comments and everything. And and that can be OK, but she would make, you know, made a couple comments and and he had to say, like, that's that's not cool. That's offensive. And while you didn't yeah. offend me directly, you as someone in power should not be saying these things. Yep. <laughs> At this current job, not that I think anyone would ever say anything. We'll t we I have a bullet to talk a little bit about this more in depth later, but not that anyone would say any homophobic jokes or comments or anything. There's a much more. I mean, it's a huge company and HR is, you know, a thing. And so yeah. there's a, there's a lot more watching what what people say. I, I remember this twice now. <laughs> working there uh different including my director co-workers have called me a dick and i mean you know fair but i was gonna say oh, i remember one of them what you did so yeah you are a dick. It, it's it's hilarious uh to watch other co-workers faces when people say this to me because they're just like oh my god and it's it does not face me like those things that's the kind of relationship i want to be able to have with yeah. someone i work with like i want people to i want to be able to cuss and call you a bitch and it'd be playful and whatever. I mean, that was that was an adjustment itself for me working at a, a large corporation. But that being said, it does also create a, a somewhat of a safe environment when there is that HR in place and you do have people, whether they would or not, a little more afraid to make those comments. Well, I mean, the whole thing is like, I don't know, I feel like in the recent years, especially the past two, like visibility of just seeing another queer person in the, in the workplace right. or like knowing that they're there is like such a big step. And it's something that's so new. And I, I remember when I started my last job, cause I was there for five years and the first few years, it was like, we were like, we were located in the like heart, like near, like right near boys town. So everything was super gay. So I, it was, it was the first two years that really, we really didn't see much. And I was like token gay. Here I am. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But then, like, as those next few years happened, a lot more people from the community were coming in and, like, we were hiring them. And I was like, oh, there's other people just like me? So weird. <laughs> they exist. And, well, then, yeah. And that was the thing. And, like, that it was, I, like, feel lucky that that happened. Mm -hmm. And then, like, there's, uh, like, like, the big companies. For some reason, I always think of, like, last year's E3, uh, which is a big gaming conference. I think it was either Blizzard or... Bethesda, what are they called? Bethesda. Bethesda, that's what it is. They, uh, their opening video was like talking about inclusion and like hiring women, and then, and then they showed queer women, and then just queer folk in general. Mm -hmm. And they were like, "We are a family. Like we hire these people to show representation and to have that." And so it's like having those things, and like having the gay. I don't know. My companies, our companies, obviously don't do it because we're a tiny school. But mm -hmm. They have like the gay days at like Six Flags and stuff like that. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like 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 they'll just take like your company will just take you out and you can have that. I'm like that's awesome. Yeah. And then just having like groups at work to join. 
<laughs> and just like hang out and just like do queer things. Yeah, it's just called a it's just labeled a gay day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just labeled a gay day. Like we're all still drinking and doing nothing, so it's fine. I don't know of anyone gay at my work. I take that back. Mm. There is a recent well, recent within the last six months hire that is a trans individual. Aside from him, there's that I know of no one. And statistically, that's impossible. Just yeah. <laughs> based on how many employees we have in my building alone. I don't know. It's 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 just interesting to think about the whole idea of being out at work. And mm. to me, it's not it's not an issue. It's not a thing. I, I don't you know, I already don't talk about my personal life that much. And so the idea of coming out to anyone is it's never been a thing that I feel like I have to do. I just exist. Uh, if someone says, do you have a girlfriend? I say no. If someone were to say, are you dating someone? I say yes. Everyone is going to approach those questions with different answers because you do have people yeah. that would say, oh, do you have a girlfriend? No, I'm gay. Like that would be a person that does want people to know they're gay. And I'm not saying if you if you just answer no, that's not you hiding it or not wanting people to know you're gay. But if, if you go out of your way to say, no, I'm gay, but I don't have a boyfriend either. That's you wanting to like come out and have people know to know that you are gay. Yeah, and I mean, it. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying, is, like, the thing about, like, being visible, like, it's it's something fairly new, and something that's, like, fairly new to be accepted, even. Like, it's it's crazy to me. Like I said, this the past few years, like, the amount of people that are coming out and being less afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, I've met a lot of my queer friends from work, and, like, that's how some of my circle is like i i always remember um we went to it was like the third the third of july it was the day before fourth of july that's a big thing in america as y'all know <laughs> and um we went to the quote-unquote gay beach mm -hmm. and it was one of my friends she's a lesbian and she was like hey come with me and i was like okay so we all met at the beach and then i met all these other people from uh, from their friend groups and then their friends we had this big beach party and we got like fucking wasted <laughs> on the goddamn beach like basically to not be able to function but Lord. i remember but i remember being but i remember being like this is one of the first times i've ever done like a big like queer outing with my friends so it like and it, and it's kind of like with a bunch of strangers mm -hmm. like we all just kind of came together as like a tiny little community we had fun we were drinking dancing and i was like wow this is a moment i was like i never would have saw this coming out of working here mm -hmm. You that's know? awesome. I like I love that. And that's and that's why it's like I I kinda like being out at work. Like I don't know how I would respond to somebody being like, Oh, do you have a, some sort of significant other, whether it's termed or not, mm -hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But I but like I don't know how to respond because again, people don't ask me. I just open my mouth and start speaking and they're like, Mmm, I know, I know you and I'm like, mm -hmm, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have a you have you have a good ink. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. But, I, but I'm also, like, not afraid to, like, if somebody asks me, I don't feel like I'm not in a safe space to talk about that. Yeah. You know? When I was preparing for this episode, I was reading a few other articles, like, on the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign website. Just some of the things that go along with being out at work. Just being mm -hmm. yourself, uh, quote unquote. Yeah. Being completely yourself and out and your normal day-to-day -day person, which... I feel that way, even though I've never just had like a coming out, but not everyone does feel that way. And there's all of these studies and statistics about uh, when you do feel like you are completely yourself at the workplace, you are more productive, you are more comfortable. And so theoretically, there are all of these benefits to companies and employers creating and fostering a culture of inclusion and safety. And I mean, it, it really is important, especially these larger corporations and companies to have something like that if they want it to to be you know, inclusive and safe for anyone to be themselves. And again, a, a company like mine, it's not that there's not any of that foster. I mean, because there, there is a huge initiative for just diversity in our workplace, but there's never been anything specifically about, you know, orientation or anything. It's one thing, you know, for us to come out as as gay, lesbian, bi or queer. But that's that's an entirely different experience of coming out than it would be to come out as trans or non-binary. Oh, yeah, totally. Because I, I know just I was listening to some podcasts and reading some other articles a lot of people have no problem with being queer in the workplace, but where their fear comes in is, is being trans or non-binary because that's, that's a whole other 
layer that people don't understand. Yeah. Whether or not anyone would be rude, they're probably still going to have questions or not know how to act. Well, as you guys know, every single week, I think without fail, my biggest advice for you is to just be yourself because <laughs> you're going to be happier about it. So, like, I fully agree with that statement. And then you reminded me, as you said, like, coming on as trans, mm-hmm. this one time I had a trans coworker. Or they they were they're transitioning, so they're still in that middle ground, trying to figure out how they're gonna f- facilitate all of these things, yeah. their whole process. So we had this girl who did not quite understand how to talk to others, whether they be of a different race, of a different sex. Mm-hmm. She just was an asshole, is what I'm gonna say. She was a whole asshole. <laughs> And um, I guess there was this party that I almost went to, and I'm to this day, I am so upset I didn't get to go to. But um, this girl was telling our trans coworker, like, oh, so you're gay. So you're just gay. Just say it. Like, come on. And then she, like, gestured her hand up and down to the trans person to be like, come on. Like, how do you how do you not know that you're gay or whatever? And so she kept saying, she's like, no, like, I'm a trans person. And she's like... She's like, well, whatever. I don't, I, whatever. You're, you're just gay, I guess. So <laughs> wow. she, yeah. So she doesn't quite understand that. And she would make uh, offensive comments about gay people in general to like one of our other coworkers. And she knew not to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. She knew I was not the one. I didn't want to be her friend. So she would try and like make little comments. Like, oh my God, we should like hang out. I'm like, mm, uh, no. <laughs> like, no, no you. know you're an idiot. And so the only time she's ever did anything to me was she very much wanted a gay best friend. She very <laughs> much wanted one. So she sees me chatting with him and then she call, she's calling him over to sit down. And I'm like, ma'am. And I looked at her because I was getting so pissed. And I looked at her. I was like, can you chill out? I was like, he'll, he'll be there in a second when he's done talking to me. I'm not done. She's like, oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to like offend. I was like, well, you did. So <laughs> Too late. I was like, I'm already, I'm already offended. I'm trying. always offended. <laughs> yeah, just just know I'm always offended part one. Part two, <laughs> you're really <laughs> pissing me off. So I had to put her in her place. But I will say this. Our company did fire her mm-hmm. immediately after she made all these comments because she did make like homophobic and like transphobic comments, but she also said some like racist comments too. Right. Just a very problematic so person. A, so she was a whole bag of shit. So she had to go. So she got fired, which was amazing. And then, yeah, like, like that's like that's why I like feel for the trans community. Like I can never feel your struggle or know it or understand it or comprehend it. Like I can see that it causes pain, but you don't know what kind of pain and like psychologically, like what's going through your head and that anger that that our friend must have felt i was mm-hmm. like holy shit because i because i got mad like just me being mad i was like i would have fucking like tossed her against the wall and been like shut up like you need to fucking leave or get out right. before somebody hits you it won't be me but i'm but my god i want to so like i can't imagine what our friend felt and i was it was, it was it's a lot so like the trans community like i really feel for you and like what shit's been happening like politics and whatnot i know we try to avoid it but sorry i like that's all i can say is i'm sorry that people don't want to treat you like human beings yeah it's it's sad that's that's awesome that your company you know took initiative in that situation and recognized the problem and addressed it by getting completely getting rid of the problem literally getting rid of her goodbye you live in a state where discrimination isn't going to be tolerated so i mean that's that's great and so they they took action and you know got rid of the problem but there's still and i had to do a range because i was looking up the number and it has fluctuated between 26 and 30 over the last three years there's still 26 to 30 states depending on because it's changing every day uh states that you can still be fired for being gay everyone needs to to do what they want to do feel like they can come out if they want to um, I definitely don't think anyone should feel like they have to come out. Um, I've, I've had conversations with people where they say, you know, I feel like I should tell this person or I feel like I should come out to this group of people. And I don't like anyone feeling like they should have to do something. If, if you want to come out, fucking do it. Like, yeah, obviously, but do it on your own time. Do it on, own on your own terms. That being said, if you are, you know, wanting to to take the steps to come out at work or any of those things and you're having hesitations, I personally think it's it's always best to have a plan. It's best to be smart because yeah. unfortunately that's the world we currently live in. 
And so I think one of the first things for anyone to do is, is to, you know, see if you live in one of those states where you can be fired for being gay if they want to, and then what type of, uh, discrimination policies that your specific employer or company has. That's like a real thing because people do get targeted or harassed. And like, like I said, like our friend wasn't like necessarily targeted. The girl was just stupid, but like people do harass you like at work. And so it can be a scary thing to come out at work. Like, especially if it's such a, like a machismo kind of place, like For sure. you don't want to do that. Like it's not, I mean, whatever you identify as like, it's scary. I mean, you already see how like, straight women like straight cis women are just treated right like, garbage already and they're like being in touch and harassed like you're it's it's scary it it really is a scary thing um i've never had the problem of being harassed at work but i also am in like the places that i've chosen to work are very like obviously like i work in early child education so it's very women women are everywhere basically right um so i I feel like I haven't had any of that, which has been amazing. Like, I don't necessarily get harassed. I think the only time, the only kind of, like, problems I've ever had is having, like I said, to be, like, the token gay. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was just me there for a bit, and I had this one boss. Oh, my goodness. It's been, it's been a lot. I think the first thing, it was, like, my third day on the job, and she was just sitting there talking, and I was in a different classroom that I normally wasn't in. And she's just chatting, whatever, with these other girls. And she goes, she was talking about her, like, gay best friend and her, like, did something. They went out or whatever. And she was talking about him, like, reacting to something. And she goes, oh, because you know, because you know how, how, how the gays are. And, like, threw her hands up in the air and made some little, like, flighty hand gesture. <laughs> and I was, like, serving pineapples. And mind you, this wasn't early in my career when I was, like, quiet right. and everything. So I remember, like, cracking the spoon. <laughs> In the in, in in the pineapple jar because I was so caught off guard and angry, and and like this is another problem. I was like, do I go for blood on my third day at this job, right? Or do I shut up for a minute and like play my cards right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very hard. It's been it's a very hard line to be like, hey, shut the fuck up on day three versus on like day forty three. So like I had just and I had just met this person too, so I was like, okay, do not, and like don't go for the jugular. And like by the time I turned around to be like, well, that's not, that's a bit much. Mm-hmm. Like she was gone already, so I didn't get to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Strike two was it was my birthday, and for uh, our birthdays they bring in they brought us cakes. Mm-hmm. So I got a giant Costco cake, which if you follow me on Instagram, if you look two birthdays ago, you'll see it. Um, it. Oh my god it was gigantic first of all and it was like retro pink and it said happy birthday on it and i was like hmm everyone else got like neutral cakes mm-hmm. up until now and then i got a hot pink cake for my birthday and then she came and she's like don't you just like love it and i was like oh so much it's a girl i guess huh? <laughs> it's a girl wow. it's happening so that happened. Who was in and charge of getting think, this cake? Uh, she was. Uh. So she got me that. So she got me that cake. I was like, "Thank you, love it." Ah, uh, Alexis, <laughs> so good. So I got this giant hot pink cake because you know I don't do boy things. And then that led into a week later. I, I'm just gonna keep going with these stories because this is this is what I'm gonna tell you about being out of the workplace. This is one way of it goes. I have two more. This next <laughs> one was. I had a tank top on and like, I like our room is just unnecessarily hot. Like whatever the construction of the building is like our room gets so heated. Mm-hmm. Like it gets like, it's about 78 degrees, give or take by the end of the day. It's hot. So I had a tank on and, but I put like a sleeveless flannel over it. So it still covered the tank a little bit, but my arms were out. Right. And for those of you who don't know, I have tattoos on my arm. It's on my right arm. I have like four on there. And so I had to go up front to ask for something. So I was like, okay, I'll be RB. So I go up front and then my boss just goes, this is the same boss, by the way. She goes, you're art. She's like, you look so masculine today. (laughs) So apparently every other day, right? I was like the soft butch up here, I guess. (laughs) 
I was in, I, mind you, I literally wear sweatpants and like a video game t-shirt and maybe are a hoodie. Right. Or if not, it's just like a plain tee and like shorts in the summer. And then apparently my masculine arms, because I wore boots, jeans, and this flannel, were just cut off flannel, mind you, were just too much. And she was like, you look so look so masculine today your like arms are out we should get you like a, like a patch to put on that shirt i was like what okay i was like what are you talking about so i'm about to open my mouth and my other boss was like oh what do you need let's just let's just let's get you help to get you out of here and i was let's like you damn let's right from this situation because <laughs> i was ready to fucking fume and then i think the last thing it did this one didn't even involve me but i was so fucking shook by it uh, we had an ice cream party. We have random, we have random shit happening all the time. <laughs> so we were having like an ice cream Sunday bar, and it was up front. And so we're getting our ice creams, whatever. I had just left. I guess what happened from what I from what I heard is they're getting ice cream, whatever. And our boss was like, "Oh, I'm such." A, she wanted to say, "I'm such an old hag," but she has had a Freudian slip, and the H turned into an F. Weird. And so she, yeah. So she said, "I'm an old F." And then I, I guess he like threw his ice cream on the ground, like actually dropped it because <laughs> he was so caught off guard. Uh. <laughs> and like, it's funny now, but like when you were talking about like, you can't say things in the workplace. Right. Here, here are like the top 10 things you should not say in the workplace because nine times out of 10, we're probably not cool. And for someone like me, like even if I am your friend at work, like I love you, you're cool, you're great, but... If you're like something like my boss or someone that's a little higher up than yeah. me, or even if I don't know you that well, we're not best friends, there's a light of professionalism that you should not cross. Ever. Right, 100%. And like, that's how I've always been all my jobs. I'm like, professionalism first. You can be friends outside, get your work done, but don't joke in the workplace. Try to not make best of friends with your bosses because, like, honestly, you can get thrown under the bus at the end because at the end of the day, you're like the pawn, basically. Yeah. So that's just been my thing. So anytime shit like that happens, I'm like, oh, no. And I tell everybody, I see it. I told you, don't make friends with these people. This is what happens. So basically, the end of my spiel is if you're going to be out at work, be careful and play the Game of Thrones, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and don't have your arms out. <laughs> don't have your arms out. So I want to call you butch it's, or mas- so sorry, call masculine. You masculine. You're going to be a soft butch. Wow. God. Uh, you know, oh, but that, but that, oh, there's another one. Just kidding. <laughs> I, they just keep coming because these achieves happen. And another thing. Um, I think it was when I dyed my hair red. So that was the third color that I've dyed it. Um, she took the time to tell, tell me I was so brave. <laughs> so brave. For dying. I was so brave for dyeing my hair. And that back in her day, which was like two years ago, basically at this point, that I that she that she would have been too scared because she wouldn't have been hired by people and how lucky I was to live in a time where I could be hired with my hair. Such underhanded compliments. And literally every time. And I was seething. I think I said, yeah, great. Thanks for hiring me and giving me your money. And then I slammed the door and walked out. I wish we had had enough like forethought because I, I, I feel like I remember you telling me that story to have yes. a shirt made for you or find a shirt that just said so brave. So brave. I, I mean, well, here it is. Now, new merch, new merch idea is coming out. <laughs> it's probably so gonna brave. pop up on the side. I love so that. Brave. So brave. And there's this, and there's gonna be like two middle fingers. <laughs> so brave. And I was like, you. Oh, back, wow. in, back in God my day. Damn it. Back in my day, like when I was doing this. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you're high and mighty now. So great. I mean, it, it, there really is so much possibility in in a in a work setting for <laughs> shit to just go wrong because. It, even if you are not upset or offended or whatever by the situation, it doesn't mean other people aren't. Exactly. Well, and then I also don't want this to like, <laughs> like I feel like we've been harping on all the bad things. Like, have you had like really positive experiences being out at work? I don't really, I'm not. <laughs> I know you don't like your coworkers and things most of the time, but. Right. No, I've just, I have, I have a horrible experience no matter. No, I'm kidding. I can't necessarily say that there's been any situations where it's benefited me being out because I'm, I'm not, not so out. It's been very neutral. I'm not out. Yes. Yeah, I just come in and I work, I do my job every year. I take off, you know, like the Friday and the Monday of pri- uh, yeah, pride weekend. And I take those days off. I'll come in, you know, and my director will 
you know, asked me how my weekend was or whatever. He always knows, you know, what's going on in the city. So he knows I never say got to take off for the pride parade. I just put in the calendar like I'm off. I mean, he'll ask me when I come in, how my weekend was, ask if I went to the parade. Because, uh, I mean, he knows why I'm taking it off. My ass is going to be drunk the whole weekend and I can't work. Which so, is crazy because it's like every weekend. Right. You know? So I just need a little, I need an extra day of recovery. <laughs> this is just like one of my really big Right. <laughs> the thing is, I've not had negative experiences, but I haven't had, you know, anything explicitly positive. It's just a, I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard, I guess. It's, it's just another environment for me to be myself. Not, it's not a bad thing either. Yeah. Like you said, like they're lucky to not have had to have dealt with anything negative, but or anything super positive. So it's like you've been good. You've been good. Yeah. Let's keep it there. Let's keep it good. I will say though, I think like I mentioned it, um, I've made a lot of good friends uh, through work that have come out as queer or whatever. And the big thing is like getting to see different perspectives, even in that, mm-hmm. like getting to be in that environment. You see how people see things and like. It helps me look at the world differently and be like, oh, okay, like this is this, this is this. And this is why I like doing the podcast because I've seen some of this or I'm like, oh, I've heard this or I did this or whatever. So I, that's why I like learning. Like I like talking about this. Mm-hmm. And I think I even sent a tweet this week about being like, we're talking about, we're going to talk about being gay in the workplace. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to know your stories, even if you're not gay. I don't know if even I'm if gay. you're not gay. Even if you're not gay, I want to know what what is what struggles have you had? Because the thing is, like, especially from women, like that's like those those are the other ones I want to hear from because I because like you see corporate stuff in like on TV or whatever you hear about it and it's insane to me, like how crazy it can be. Yeah. But but like I for the positives for me, um, like I said, I made friends at one time and like I think the biggest one came last year. Uh, we were doing conferences and I had met with this mom. She's super, she's always been super cool, super awesome. She was great. And I remember her, one of the things was like, what goals do you have for your child? And I was like, she's, she's doing great. She's on, she's obviously like going above and beyond. Like you've done the checklist. You've seen it at the doctor. Like she's amazing. And she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm not really worried about that stuff. She's like, I just want her to be happy. Aww. And she and she was like, I she's like, I'm so she's so lucky to have a teacher like you. I'm gonna start crying again. But she was like, she's so lucky to have a teacher like you. Like, look at you. You're you're so different. And she's like, I don't mean that in a negative way. But look at the school. It's very white. Right. She's like, we're white. We live in a white neighborhood. Like we all live here. She's like, have, get her getting to see you and a lot of uh the other your other co-workers because there's in the other classes like we're a very diverse school which is very nice mm-hmm. like, uh, uh work workload wise like everyone is some sort of different race it's like white what you white folk are the uh are the minority this time and everyone's like ah <laughs> so, so like so like so like that's a joke we shouldn't make but like we do and it's bad right like, between all of us like it shouldn't be a joke but that's like that's the that's the that's the big running joke and the mom was like, I'm so lucky she gets to see that you could look any way you want and do what you want. She's like, you always wanted to be a teacher. And so like, that's nice. You went and did that. She's yeah. like, I want, I want my daughter to see that. Like if she wants to go fucking cut her hair and play rugby, I don't care. She's like, as long as she's happy, I don't care who she ends up marrying. I don't care as long as she's happy. And I, and then I immediately started bawling <laughs> and she's bawling and we're all bawling at the oh front my gosh. desk. So it was a big like love fest, but like that, like that was one big moment that like I loved. And then I think another one was when I left my old job. It was like it, all these people that like I had not seen in years, they were they would say like such nice things. And it was like being a queer person and being brown and a man like in this in this education field is so strange sometimes. Like I don't really think about it often, but when it but when you see like you have those moments of people being like, Thank you for being different and you don't think about being different, but then you're like, Oh, God, I am fucking different. Right. <laughs> So it's nice to have those moments. I think that's like really helped my like self-esteem and whatever. So I'm just like, I'm like feeling like a boss. So um, sweet. So sweet. And then I think the last one was like, CBO Pride. Um, at my old job, we did, since we were in the heart of Boys Town, I remember we would do the Pride Parade. So every time Pride was coming, the week, the Friday before Pride, we would decorate the like big buggies, which like held six kids each, and we would decorate them with rainbow streamers, whatever. We'd all make flags, we made signs, and we would like blast music. And like the the queer folk that the queer teachers would like be at the front of the parade, like leading it, mm-hmm. and all, like walk around having fun. 
And I remember we did, um, I think it was when Hamilton came out. It was like Love is Love, that whole Mm -hmm. spiel. We, each classroom made different panels and put, and we wrote out Love is Love. And then we we, uh, attached it to the school. And like a lot of the, some of the businesses, especially one of our favorite bookstores around there, they like took a picture and put us on their Instagram. Like how how lucky we are to like have so much support and stuff. So we would walk around like the neighborhood and people would love seeing us in the pride and all the pride gear. And then we brought it to the new school, which has been fun. And I think only one person was like, hey, the gays, that seems like a political statement, but we said whatever. But most of all, it was very, it was very well received. And a lot of parents were like, thank you guys for doing that. Like, that's such a, that's such a thing for our kids to see. And it's awesome that you're spreading love. And and that was the whole thing. It wasn't like, we we didn't call it like the pride parade. We called it a love parade. Yeah. So like we, it wasn't all necessarily rainbows or anything. So we called it like every what they were never called pride parades. They were always called the love parade because we're like we all love each other. We're all friends, and it's like not like we're sitting there pushing the gay agenda. Right. We were we're literally like, you guys love rainbows. Cool colors are awesome. And then we'd be like, do you love your friends? Yes. Do you love your parents? Yes. Do you love us? Yes. Do you love each other? Great. And so it was just like we called it the love parade, and we would like go dance and have fun. Like they don't, they don't see or care. Like they, they don't care who I am. They just right. see, oh, cool, that that's my teacher. He's nice. And like that's always my big thing, is hoping like they see all of us at a young age and are gonna like go forward and be like, oh, I can be nice to other, fe- other right. people. Right. Just giving them a very well rounded view of the world. <laughs> yeah. So like I always hope that for the kids. So let's let's hope if you have a child or whatever, expose them, expose them to different people, different different things because it's gonna help them in the long run. Let me tell you. Then 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 they won't get fired for uh, being transphobic, homophobic, and racist. Yeah. And that's all I had. Those those like emotional moments. That's all I had. That's a nice little story to end it on. Hey. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Uh, remember to follow us on Instagram. Facebook at Perfectly Incapable Podcast. You want to tell them about the Twitter? Oh, wow. You let me do it. Look at the Twitter at Perfect Podcast, which I have not been updating, <laughs> which Adam took, which, which Adam took again. And I was like, OK, fine. And then I just like let him do it. Yeah. Trying to tweet some articles, trying to tweet some stuff. You're doing amazing. I've uh, let the Instagram go a little bit. It's been a busy couple of weeks, but we'll get back on track. We'll get we'll get back to it eventually. But yeah. Feel free to slide into our DM. At- <laughs> Slide our into demons. Our demons. <laughs> slide into my demons. Slide into my don't. demons. Oh. Uh, God, our horrifying. DMs on any of those platforms with any anything you guys want to tell us, or you can shoot us an email. Hello yep. at perfectlyincapable.com. And <laughs> as always, wherever you guys are listening, please remember to follow, subscribe, give us a rating or a review. Be nice. iTunes, Spotify, all those platforms. And iHeartRadio. And oh yeah, we're on iHeartRadio now. Crazy. We're going to be up there with that with that Ron Burgundy con- con- podcast that's coming out. Ron Burgundy has a podcast coming yeah. out. Yeah, but he's going to do it. He's going to be the character, and I guess he's going to do a podcast. Oh, wow. The more you know. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.